Welcome to the SB Live California podcast. I'm your host, Connor Morissette. Got another great guest on tap today. I'm at PMA, St. Pius X, St. Matthias Academy with head football coach Deva Thomas. Deva, you made the championship game in Division 7 of the Southern Section in year one. You're coming into year two. I got a ton of stuff I want to ask you, but how are you doing, coach? How's the offseason treating you? Oh, I'm blessed, man. I'm just, just blessed and highly favored. Just glad to be here, man. I'm doing all right. It, it's great to see you. Um, I covered your game against Reseda last year, and you guys had the great uh, deep playoff run, so that was really cool to see. What was year one like for you as a head coach? I know you've been here as an assistant before, but having the program all to yourself as head coach, what was that like? And year one was overwhelming. I mean, I couldn't have done it without a great admin, of course, great assistant coaches, and and my two associate head coaches, Coach Shea Fields and Coach Russell Shaw. He was a uh, – I mean, those two guys played a pivotal role in my success this year. They're older than me. They're my big brothers, but they kept me – saying they kept me tame but my other assistant coaches just I mean I, I just delegated a lot and 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 it was and I've been around guys that I trust guys that I know and they wanted me to be successful and we did this together yeah the staff here you guys have a great situation August 23rd you get that first win over Xavier Prep I believe it's always tough to get win number one what was your emotion like after that first victory man the game was going backwards and forwards <laughs> I'm like I don't know how this game gonna go but our guys they pulled through man they they settled down. They bought in. It was just a relief. Like, whoo, I got that monkey off my back. So, so that first win was. I mean, it was joyful, man. The guys, they just, they just, they just executed the game plan and did all the right things at the right time, and it worked out for us. What were some things you learned last year? Again, you were around this program a lot as an assistant, but being a head coach, what did you learn? I learned that it's not easy being a head coach. I think it looks easy because it's like, okay, we're doing this because I'm one of those assistants that kind of take a lot off my head coach because I'm just so. I mean, if I'm in the program, I'm all the way in. I'm 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 all in. So, I mean, the head coach delegate a lot to me because you know I'll be the the assistant coach, be the first one here, last one to leave. Just make sure the guys on task on point, but. Just year one being a head coach, just knowing just all the responsibilities off the field, the budgeting, the the budgets, the meetings, the the parent meetings. You got to get a team mom, team meal. You got to make sure the bus on time. You got to just the communication with the with your AD and things like that. It just it was a lot, man. That I was like, man, this is overwhelming a little bit. But you know, but you know, everybody knew it was my first year. Know how much. I love these student-athletes, so they help me get it done. And I think sometimes when you do something for the first time, that first year is tough, but now you know what it takes. And is year two, are you feeling a little bit more comfortable? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So last season, you get all the way to the Division Seven championship game. It didn't go your way against Aquinas, but what did it mean to you to get to a title game in year one? It, it was a blessing because I know, I mean, the schools I've been at been kind of I've, – I've always been a – small private schools setting guy. I mean, the big school thing, I can handle it, but I've just, I mean, God just blessed me to always be at the small private school setting from being at Verbum Day to Bishop Moore, Salesian High School to here. I never had over 450 kids in the school. You know, I've been at two all-boys schools, and this is my first one as co-ed, and just to have 440 kids in the school and maybe only – 35 is athletic, co-ed, both, and just to coach them up and get them going and just just get them to have that supreme confidence to buy into what you're teaching and to go and compete week in and week out was just a blessing. I was just like, wow, these 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 guys are really buying in and they're really getting tougher by the week. And 
and they going out there and just man, they just executing the game plan. They listening to what we teaching them. So man, it was a it was a joyful season, a blessing, man. I feel like we still overachieved for year one. Like it's a lot of coaches in year one don't go. Only coach I know maybe went in year one and one was my great friend and my mentor Eric Scott at LA High. He went everywhere he go. He's a great coach. He's one of my mentors. He's currently the receiver coach and pass game coordinator, assistant head coach at San Jose State. So I look up to Coach E. Scott a lot. Yeah, and he's done a great job recruiting guys <clears throat> from smaller schools, especially in the L.A. City section. I, I always like to watch San Jose State because oh, you know some great. local guys will be playing. Last season, 46-43 win against Miracosta in the semifinals, and there's a great photo of you praying on your knees after the game. It, you're praying, but it just looks like the game took so much out of you. And, and uh, I just saw uh, that photo on Instagram, and people were congratulating you. That that had a million likes. <laughs> what was your emotion after that game? That had to take a ton out of you. Yeah, it was just, man, just the whole day, just adversity from them calling, saying we can't show up at 4 o'clock, our normal game day ritual. We have to delay our bus ride to making us get dressed outside. It was just a lot of adversity that we faced that day. And our guys overcame it, and they just really just was dialed in. And, I mean, to, to be honest, the score wasn't the game. We dominated them from start to finish. At halftime, it was 40 to 15. The okay. referees kind of – I'm not going to talk about refs, <laughs> but they kind of got some love a little bit okay. on a couple calls to make it more competitive. But we just – our guys were just physical all night, man, and just playing to a high level. To It was just – I was just so proud of them kids just to see, like, wow, we really going to the championship in year one. Just just, just drop down to my knees and thank God, man, and also pay homage to my late grandmother, man. She played a pivotal role in my life and really was the first person that believed in me and this coaching ministry was her, you know, because she started the little league, the L.A. Sheriff. So she always was big in the football thing. So I kind of took that from her, and I'm doing it in the high school thing. This is my ministry, you, you know, just helping these young men. And, and and becoming better young men, you know, like becoming great men, great fathers, great husbands, you know, just great people. So that's what we're instilling. It's not just about just winning football games. It's about creating great people, you know, and that's what we're big on, man, accountability. Me and my coaches, we're big on that. But just I just have to thank God and, and thank my grandmother, my two late brothers that's, that's in heaven also, and Johnny Ray Thomas, Jr., and David Elijah Thomas and my two big brothers, rest in peace, and also my uncle Jesse Harrison, man. Those those four people, man, I, I, I pay homage to every game. I get by myself and kind of just pray and tell them I love them. I know they, you, you know they're watching down on me and things like that, and I go out there and just try to just execute the game plan. How did you get your start in coaching? You got here in 2017, but what did you do before? Uh, I was at Salesian High School about 10 years, but I started coaching at Verbum Day the year before I got to Salesian. It was from my cousin Rico Martin kind of forced me to coach. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just in school, a young guy in school. I, I, I really didn't want to coach, but he kind of he kind of forced me to coach. So I was just like, then I started liking it, but then we had got let go at Verbum Day. And from there, I was at a camp. I had a bunch of kids that wanted to come to Verbum Day. I just started just, just going out to the Pot Warner and getting our name out there. And people started taking a liking to me. And a bunch of kids that was ready to go to Verbum Day, but we got let go. Then I went to Salesian through Coach Angelo Jackson. I had, I, had, I had went to Salesian High School for a year, but I didn't know the coaches. And then it just so happened I ran into a guy that 
I know Coach Angelo Jackson, who's another great mentor of mine. He got the offensive coordinator job. He got me on as a, a, a lower-level coach. And, man, I just elevated from there. Just kept getting better. Just kept grinding every day. I, I wasn't trying to miss a day. I was just grinding, grinding, grinding. I mean, that's what I tell people. I really crawl before I walk in this coaching game. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how I got there to Salesian and eventually Coach Jackson had took over and he became the head coach and he made me – he still was calling the plays, but I was like his co-OC. He was grooming me and we ended up winning the first championship during school history. So, I mean, me, him, and Coach Anthony Atkins is currently the head coach now. Us three just kind of just, just, just put our heads together. We had a, a father-son relationship with Coach Jackson and we just built that thing up and got better. Ended up – we had about – I had about – 45 guys go in and out of there to college. We got about three currently in the, in the NFL playing professional football, and it's just been a blessing. We've just been helping these guys, and guys getting better. They come back. They come here and visit me. They love me. We, we're still in communication. So it's just a blessing just helping these young men and seeing them just change their family narrative and going to college. Who are some of those NFL guys? We have Keyshawn Nixon currently with the Green Bay Packers, Diamador Lenore currently with – San Francisco 49ers. We also have uh, Kiava Tazino. He's in the USFL with the Pittsburgh team. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Those three guys. We had Jermaine Kelly that played for the – got drafted by the Houston Texans and was with the 49ers the last year of uh, when they went to the Super Bowl the last time. But now yeah. he's uh, he's currently a free agent in the CFL. So we got about four or five guys that made it professionally, man. It's a blessing. So did you say that before you really got into coaching, you weren't sure if you wanted to do it? I didn't. I, I kind of didn't want to. I'm like, man, I want to do. You know, I was kind of still young. Like, I don't want to deal with the high school kids, man. And now I love it. Yeah, because I was going to say, you strike me as a guy who this has been the plan all along. But that's interesting. Yeah. So, what was your plan if it wasn't coaching? What you want to do? Man, I want to be an actor. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get into acting, kind of do some commercials, something like that. Be a comedian. <laughs> I like to laugh and things like that. But at the same time. Uh, this is my calling, man. This is what I need to do. Yeah, how happy are you, years removed, that you made this choice? Uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I met a lot of great people doing this football thing. I mean, a lot of celebrities and things like that. We became from me being like, wow, that's 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 them on TV. To man, sitting on the living room couch with them, just chilling on a normal day. So it's crazy, man. Like you know, I have, I. My best friend, like one of my best friends, is probably going to be an NFL first ballot Hall of Famer, Richard Sherman. So me and him slept in the same bed together head to toe. You know what I'm saying? And to see him do what he did in Seattle, win Super Bowls and be on TV, and then me and him get together and be wrestling in the hotel room. You know what I'm saying? We be in there wrestling like we still eight years old. You know, that dude loved to play, loved to have a great time. He got a podcast going that I think is going to be, like, successful. I think he's going to be a great NFL commentator one day. But just, I mean, just just people like that, it's just, it's just a blessing. What's your best Richard Sherman story from growing up with him? <sighs> My best Richard Sherman story. Uh, well, one time me and him, his mom told him to come straight home, but I bribed him to come to my house and I got him <laughs> in trouble. That's one story. Then also... We we had to dress up for Halloween. He wears Pop Warner uniform, but he always was ashy. He never liked to put on lotion. Still don't like to put on lotion, but he's always ashy, man. That's my bro. We always laugh and talk. But last, I think two birthdays ago, I was in Las Vegas, and he flew out there and showed me a good time. We we had a great time, me, him, Julio Jones, and 
Todd Gurley. It was a good time. <laughs> so those guys, they kind of made my birthday one to uh, to remember. That's amazing. The people who are listening to this, based on what you've already said, they, they understand how much you care as a football coach just based on your answers so far. But that's something that stuck out to me covering yeah. your program and even covering the program before you were the head coach. I know you're routinely checking in on kids in the classroom. You're always promoting your guys. Like you said, first one in, last one to leave. That's a reputation that, you know, not just anyone has. What does it mean to you that, that you've earned this? And to me, you're one of the hardest working coaches in the business and a guy who I'm on the media side, but I have the utmost respect for because I know how hard you work and how hard you grind. What does it mean to have that reputation? I mean, it's, it's kind of just, it's, it's, a, it's a saying we say. I, I don't know if they want to say if it's slang or what, but it's not, it's not on you, it's in you. You know, so I, I, I mean, I just feel it's in me to just be, I'm just a genuine person in general. Like, I'll take the sh- the jacket off my back if you shivering and give it to you. I'd rather see you happy than me being happy don't mean that much to me. I like to see other people happy. I like to see, like, other people be successful because, of, you know what I'm saying, the, sh- the struggle I grew up in. Like, I grew up in poverty. I grew up with, with just me and my mom. You know what I'm saying? I know my brothers and my father was around, but it wasn't like that. My mom did everything, Rob Peter to pay Paul to take care of me. That's why I give her the, I give her flowers or why she here living. You know what I'm saying? I try to take care of her as much as possible. Oh, Mom, don't worry about that. I got it. I'll take care of it. Uh, I just feel like, man, just, I mean, just just coming from the rough neighborhoods I grew up in and, and tough South Central and in the, in the Ujima Village and things like that, I grew up in, in, two, in, in two different housing projects, Bloods and Crips. You know, and it was just tough for me. You know what I'm saying? My family, it was it was tough for a lot of my family members. I got an uncle that's doing about 35 years in prison. He's just now about to come home in another five years. I haven't saw, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't hugged my uncle, and man, like since I've been born almost. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just, it's, it's just. Cra- I just try to change that narrative. You know, so I'm like, man, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show kids and let kids know. That you can't make it out these poverty areas. Like you don't have to make excuses. You know what I'm saying let's get results. I'm not about excuses. I'm about results. So if I can make it out, then you can. I had it rough as you or rougher, but I'm not making that no excuse. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm big on the not making excuses. Let's get results. Like you can be a cool guy and still be educated. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be a rapper to just be cool or just or just be an athlete. Like I want my guys in ASB. I want my guys to be the school president. That's cool too. Like that's it's it's bigger than just football, you know, or it's bigger than just sports. Let's take care of these academics. Let's be on the on the honor society. You know, what I'm saying I, I want my guys to participate in everything in school. Like we are the leaders of campus. We start the school year off every year. We the face of the school. So I just try to instill that supreme confidence in these guys. And it's been working. A lot of guys have been buying in, man. I, I think the blessing to me over the years. As guys see how how truthful I am and 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 how much I care, to where they're buying in now. You know what I'm saying? The guys buying in, they don't they don't second guess me or, oh like like Coach D just capping like no like Coach D solid. He got us, man. If he say he got it, he got it. I hate I hate disappointing kids, man. I'm not big on that. I don't like lying. I don't like. I'm I'm just not a guy to. They go on my word when it come to kids, man. You know what I'm saying? Like kids and elderly people got a soft spot in my heart always. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my grandma, I loved her to death. And then, like, my players, I love them. Those two got, you know, they got me. You know, so that's pretty much it. 
you sort of answered my next question, which is how, how tough is it sometimes to get kids to buy in? But I think you've been so consistent with it that yeah. now you're, you're seeing that I it mean, isn't it's that some, tough. It's some, it's some guys that are kind of like, like test the waters, but I mean, like I, I just let them know it's, it's not a dialogue. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You know, it's, it's not like I'm telling you to go snatch a purse or go to take something out the store. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you something that's going to help you in life because we want to build great husbands. We want to build great fathers. We want to build great men. So these are the steps that you have to take. Adversity comes with this. You know what I'm saying? Adversity comes with this. Like you, you got to have a little adversity if you want to be like successful. Nobody has been a, a success story without any type of adversity. You know, so you just have to be able to face adversity, face it, and keep grinding. Don't give up. You know, that's pretty much it. Amazing. So Division fourteen a couple of years ago, and then last Man, year with the Keppers in there. <laughs> <laughs> last year with the new playoff format, you, you have such a great regular season, and it bounces you all the way up to Division seven. And I'll be honest, when I saw you guys in Division seven, I, I thought, okay, you know, they'll maybe win a couple games here or there. I didn't expect a, a, a championship <laughs> yeah. run, so you go all the way to the championship. A lot of people didn't. Man, it's, it's okay. You're still a fan of it. <laughs> we still love you. We still love you. <laughs> but. Again, you know, you run into a buzzsaw in Aquinas, 66-14 in the title game. It's probably not a Division Seven team. As a smaller school coach, what are your thoughts on how the Southern section does it now where you don't know what division you're in until after the regular season's over? I, I mean, I, I, get, I, I guess the guys that's been stand up and doing it the right way is getting punished for guys that may be tanking it and, and letting the good guys just sit out the five games and then put them in there for league and blowing people out because you, you kind of uh, know the divisions you're going to. But, I mean, I still think that they should take in consideration some of the small schools and the numbers. Being co-ed, only having 400 kids, and you only getting 28 or 30 guys are coming over to play, man, like football, and I'm playing against a school with 2,500 kids to pick from. It's a big difference. You know, like we played against some schools, got 1,800 2,000 kids, and we 420, and only 30, 35 kids is playing, and maybe only 20 is athletic, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and physical enough. I'm not here to cut anybody and put nobody down because that's not me, you know what I'm saying? I want everybody to, to leave no child behind, but it's like, come on, man, I can't just put no kid out there that I know going to get pounced on and hurt, you know, and I'm trying to t- take care of the little guys I got that got to go both ways and make sure they don't get hurt, so – I mean, I feel like they should still take in consideration school sizes and things like that. I mean, I I don't even know the format on what they're going off of to pick the divisions. It's just like you beat this team and they ranked high. Like, man, the cat. I mean, I don't know. I never got into the Cal Prep rankings because I don't know. I never I never emailed them so they don't have to put me on blast. <laughs> I know some people was emailing. Oh, 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 can you drop my ranking and things like that? That's never been me, but. I mean, I just feel like I, I think school size should play a factor in that to a certain extent. It should be a lot of things, man, just like your league play. Like if I'm playing my league is not as tough as you throw me again to, let's just say, Alamany the first round. Like, come on, man. Like, you set me and my kids up for failure. Like, I'm not saying, like, we're going to go in there and compete, of course, because our pride is long. But come on, man. Like, we don't have the resources to – to play these schools, but we just gonna keep competing, man. That's all I can instill in my guys is competition, breed champions. We just gonna show up and compete. I didn't picture you as someone who would email the. Nah, the, man, the I can't do that. I, I was like, man, I thought that was gonna put those people on blast. The schools that did, like, man, like, let us hear it. What was your favorite memory from last season? Does anything in particular stick out? 
our favorite memory, I think, was our best memory was maybe the quarterfinals game against Rio Hondo Prep, man. We had a oh, miscommunication yeah. with the bus company. Okay, that's so not good. So we was here at 3 o'clock, 18 mil, did walkthroughs, and we probably didn't get on the bus to 645 to go to Rio Hondo Prep. Yeah, so well, the game had to get delayed because the bus company was so late. And we got off the bus and had to like hurry up and get taped to get out there and play, and it was a it was a battle, man. And we end up, I mean, we came out on top, but but that small school was ready to play, man. Them dudes was physical and they stuck with what they do, and I think that was a, was more the big moment just beating them because they just beat a big Charter Oak school the week before, and I'm like, wow, they beat Charter Oak, like man, we got our hands full, you know. And I played against them when I was at Salesian twice. They beat us in the semifinal game my first year as Salesian and the year for us to win the championship. We beat them in the semifinals by a touchdown. Like, those guys always come to play. That school is – they're great at what they do. They don't they don't have a lot of guys, but they're going to be physical and they're going to be tough because the coach does a great job at Real Hondo Prep. He does, absolutely. Mark Carson, I think, is, is his name. He does. I think he, his father was a coach before him. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do a great job. Yeah, absolutely. So from the Camino Real League to the Del Rey League this year, what do you expect with the the new league format, uh, or not new league format, new league in general uh, this season? It seems like it's a step up for you guys, and should, it should provide some good competition. Yeah, it should be some good competition. There's some good schools in there. We're just waiting to see what St. Bernard's going to do because right now they're in our league, but the rest of the teams are pretty good. It's going to be a battle week in and week out. We know like Harvard West, like my guy Coach Carlson, is the, is the OC over there? So uh-huh. Genevieve, the head coach, is my guy. I helped, I, I helped him with with his running back that committed to San Jose. I told San Jose about him. I played against him. Like this dude is still to go get this dude, and they went and offered him. So that was big. And LaSalle does a great job out there in Pasadena competing. And St. Anthony's is down the street. They they definitely gonna compete. Coach Laura does a great job. He gave us our first loss this year. So so Coach Laura got those guys. Playing tough too. He did a great job too his first year in year one. Also, how do you know Coach Carlson, the old Canoga Park head coach, now at Harvard oh, Westlake? Oh man, through 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 seven on seven back in the day, man. That's one of my guys, man. Me He's a good dude. T- yeah, great guy, man. Me and him been so tight and solid. I know his brother. I know his nephew played for him. Like that family's a great family. What's your goal for this upcoming season? My goal for this upcoming season is just to, is just to maintain and, and man, let's maintain let's be man you see our schedule beef up your schedule is legit <laughs> oh yeah we got banning now john Muir, saint marie out of saint joseph bishop bit, diego's good a bit, and saint francis they yeah. play oh, okay. in the championship that's saint francis so we got we got our hands full here you know what i'm saying so we just trying to just be more competitive compete cuz cuz we know the microscope is on us so just kind of just have these guys just, man, just fundamentally ready mentally and physically and go out here and compete. Let's put on the show. The good news for you guys is you bring back Jordan Shaw, you bring back Dieter Barr. How, how excited are you to work with some guys who had a huge impact a year ago? Man, those two guys are, man, they the, I mean, like they the one-two punch, man. Like we bring back, I mean, those two we bring back are the Jordan Menifee. Uh, that was a great star for us. Uh, Kevin Johnson to be a star for us, big D lineman. Delvon Herbert, a big-time lineman. Devin Mataki, a big-time lineman. Escape Luavanu, a big-time lineman. We bring back Chase Boxley, a linebacker. Our team defensive MVP, Christian Harris, come back. And we got a lot of returners, man. I mean, we got some new coming guys that came in that want to be a part of something great. 
So we waiting to see what they do, like, you know what I'm saying, to see how they how they contribute. But those kids, they they here, you know what I'm saying, they loyal, they stay down, and they and they're hungry, man. They wanna show the world that this that this small PMA that we somebody that, that they gonna respect. So man, they got their same I mean, they got their coach's mentality, man. Like like respect is earned, not given. So let's go take it. Like we planted some big time seven on sevens. We have one May fourteenth at Milligan, the big one. Okay. So we'll be in that. We'll be We'll play at Sarah twice, I think once in June and once in July on their Wednesdays to do the big thing. Coach Scott does a great job with that. I'm trying to get in the battle of the beaches and all that stuff, but nobody, I don't know the contact in that. I'm trying to show them a little PMA ready to compete <laughs> a little bit. You know, we're just trying to make it happen, man. So, I mean, yeah, I got, I got those guys, man, that's coming back, and I'm excited. Excited. my quarter, I'm really excited for my quarterback, Dieter, man. He jumped on the scene this year, really didn't play before. Had almost 700% completion rate out of 1,000, um, like 3,500 yards passing and 55 touchdowns and six interceptions. That's unheard of for a kid. His first year playing, man, he's getting more mature. He's just coming into his swaggers on a million right now. He's winning seven on seven tournaments for us. He just, he, it's just the game is getting easier and easier, 4.6 GPA. I mean, just a smart kid, man, just a – a, a great kid and Jordan Shaw is just the, the silent assassin. Man. He don't <laughs> he don't say much. Lead by example. He, he just gonna go out there and work. He one of them nineteen eighty football players, man. You, you don't get those guys every day that he 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 never lose a conditioning rep. He he take pride in, in in winning every rep. You know, just a guy that's just a dog, man. He's he's every bit of a football player that you want. The Jordan Shaw kid, he's great, man. He's a great kid. He's our he's our team captain. Your campus has seen a ton of college coaches stop by this offseason. Has that always been the case here? It seems like since you've been the head coach, they've been coming and coming, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, you got colleges writing me personal letters. My guy Ryan Bartow at Florida State. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, like coaches come in, man. I do. I I, tr- I try to do a great job. Me and my and my uh, another my associate head coach and recruiting coordinator, Coach Shea Fields. We kind of just work the cell phones and our contact and text them. We'll be on campus. These days, these hours, coaches there, and they just kind of just pull up, just kind of just, oh, I'm coming through, or I'm coming through to get Alabama here, Tennessee, head coaches, things like that. We just working, man, just trying to just just put these kids out there because I know that transfer portal kind of is kind of hurting high school mm-hmm. football. I know it's killing junior college football, but just trying to just get our guys in front of these coaches before they can be like, okay, well, let me just go to the portal. You know what? I take a chance on this guy, PMA, play for Coach D. He's going to be mentally ready. He's going to be physically ready, and we'll go from there. The note card from Coach Barto it says, uh, Young Guru. I know the Coach D nickname, that's obvious, yeah. first name Deva, Coach yeah. D, but where's the Young Guru nickname come from? The Young Guru name comes from a guy, a late guy, he's rest in peace now, named Tony Perry. They called him the OG Guru. He was called the Guru, and he was a mentor of mine. He was, he's a big time out of Fresno, California. He had, his his name is Tony Perry, but they call him Guru. He had Makai Quick with the Oklahoma. He, he was the Oklahoma Connect. The Stoops brothers love him. He had... Courtney Vine, he's currently when he went to UCLA, currently the DB coach at San Jose. He had a lot of DBs. They called him the DB guru. So me and him just connected. He saw me in the 707, and my guys was good, and me and him just took a liking like a father-son relationship, got each other number over the last, man, like 15 years like since I've been coaching, and 
everybody like, man, like you the young guru, like you young guru, because I do the same thing you do, take care of these kids. He, he an older guy, passed away, but he drive kids from Fresno all the way to Seattle, Washington. He wasn't getting on no plane. He, he got his, his young coaches driving, and they had meet us in Seattle, Washington. I better have jumped on the plane. I ain't finna ride no, <laughs> no $18, but, but TP, man, he just, man, like Tony Perry taught me a lot with just how to, like, how to maneuver with the college coaches, with the – media the writers this is how i got real tight with the greg biggins and the the brendan huffman's the adam gorney's the eric mckinney's just the the media people like he introduced me to everybody like this dude right here know what he's doing his guys are good take care of them so man like tp man i i i i take my hat off to him man that dude taught me a lot tony perry man i can never let that name go forever as i'm living that name would be it always get mentioned tony perry man is a great guy man Thank you for explaining that. That I, I had no idea the history behind the, the nickname. Take me through your relationship with Keyshawn Johnson. He was at practice the other day, oh, and yeah. you, you go into the draft with him tomorrow in Vegas. Yeah. Um, how did that come about, and how long have you uh, known Keyshawn? I've been knowing Keyshawn Johnson since, I mean, I've been a kid almost, but we got that personal relationship when I got grown and was coaching. He was doing a 707, his team, and I had a team that kind of, we didn't have no sponsor. We was kind of, I had some dudes, though, but he had the big-name guys, but I had some dogs, and we beat him at his tournament. And I put, remember I told you I wanted to be a comedian. I put on the show. I was clowning him. And he he, he couldn't do nothing but laugh. But we beat his team. We got the Dre beat bags, and our team got this and that, and that dude just got my number. Like, man, I love this dude right here. He's funny. And, I mean, he's a celebrity, and, I mean, he bought my team some Adidas uniforms after that because he's sponsored by Adidas and just looked out for us. And me and him and had that that relationship and like man he took me to the set of espn when he had work like hey man you gonna come i'll go and watch him do a segment at espn we'll go eat we didn't travel the world together he's just a big brother to me a mentor so he like man you went to the championship this year i forgot to take you to the grammy party with me so i'm gonna take you to the draft so i'm like i'm cool with that <laughs> so we going to the draft well he's already out there i leave tomorrow and man, just to show a good time. But Key is like a brother, mentor to me. I've been knowing Key. He look out for my players. He's just a good dude, man. Anything I need, he can help. He gonna he gonna contribute. But him, it's a lot of guys. Frank Clark, Kansas City Chiefs. John Abram, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacob, the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I mean, I know Debo Samuel, like all those guys, man. You know what I'm saying? My player have got, you know what I'm saying? They got teammates that take a liking to me. Like, man, I like Coach D, man. I wish I had a coach like that, and they just gravitate to me. Because I know how to be young, but I also know how to be the mature one out the group. You know what I'm saying? Like, I let you be grown to a certain extent. You still my player. Hold on now. You know, so it's more like that. Got any inside info on Debo Samuel for us? <laughs> I, I think the New York Jets. Really? Yeah, I think the Frisco era is over. Okay. Yeah, that's over. I think it's too far. He lives in South Carolina. I think his baby in South Carolina. Probably the taxes over here hitting him over the head. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, the taxes too. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he want to see his money. I mean, and I think when Christian Kirk got that, if, if Frisco would have paid him before they let the free agent market hit, mm -hmm. and he saw how much Christian Kirk got, yeah. I think I think that would have lowered the Christian Kirk. I think that would have lowered the Christian Kirk sweepstakes. But when they gave him the $21 million, he like, man, like, come on, man. I, I, I can't take that. I need at least you know, like 26. I, I need to know that I'm a superior receiver in this league. So I get it. 
Like, I respect it, man. He want to get his money. Like, you won't, I mean, this time, this is this money may only come around one time, so you got to take advantage of it. So I get it. That's a fun storyline looking ahead to tomorrow. We'll see yeah. if the Jets, they got two picks, so yeah. maybe they'll deal one of them. Uh, that's cool. When you wanted to be an actor or a comedian, how how far did you get? Were you doing comedy shows? Did you have nah, any auditions? I just, I just was like, man, I just want to act. Like, I look at people acting like, man, I can act better than him. <laughs> just kind of do it with, like, the family or friends. Just kind of just, just clown around a little bit. Uh-huh. I was kind of, like, looking at the headshots and stuff, but that stuff was expensive at the time. <laughs> I may get a headshot now, see if they do a Coach D story or something, man. I play myself. They should. They should, man. You get Lifetime and Netflix. I mean, like, even give us a, I mean, like a, a dog days or a story on my team. I got I got comedians on my team. I be on these dudes, man. To <laughs> see the grind during the week to get to the results on Friday night. It's a grind during the week with all the running and the hitting we do, the the coaching up, the encouraging, the I mean just the punishments, just the you know what I'm saying? The, just it's crazy, man. These kids that tell you like Coach D crazy. They love me though. They love me and all my coaches. All I have a I have a great staff, man. I cannot just talk about me. I got to talk about my staff. I mean, Coach Russell Shaw, great guy, played at Michigan. He's Jordan Shaw's father. Yeah. played at Michigan with Tom Brady. Charles Wilson won a national championship, the first recruit, the first junior college recruit ever in Michigan history. So he he's in the history books there. Uh, Coach Russell Shaw, Coach Shea, Shea Fields' son was also Shea Fields at Bosco, broke all the records. That's his son. He's here with me. Great guy, man. Great personality. We have Coach Dennis Ford, you know what I'm saying, which is a cousin of mine. Coach Tony Lamont Bush, another cousin of mine. Coach Greg Moore, been here with me since day one. He's been here with me the same time, my receiver coach. Coach Joe Darian, also my special teams coordinator, assistant DB coach. He's been here with me. Uh, we had a guy, Coach Rico Robinson. He's a Long Beach Poly guy, was, was here with us, our DB coach last year. Uh, let me make sure I'm not forgetting <laughs> nobody, man. I don't like. I mean, our shit, our video guy, man, to coach, coach Chaz. I mean, he he does all our videos and he he does all our 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 social media stuff. And he also was Dieter's like kind of life coach from dealing with me last year. His OC has to be down his throat, but Dieter's a great kid too, man. But just I mean, we had some great we had some great coaches, man. Some real. Real, real good coaches, man, and everybody gelled together and got, I mean, and, and worked together, and we made it happen. These coaches made it happen, man. They made life so easy for me. So this year should be a lot better. I think we're going to finally have two levels at our school ever. Oh, yeah, then we made history. This is our first time in school history that we're having a spring ball. We never had spring ball before. Doing a spring game? Uh, probably not. We're gonna do a spring showcase May 11th. Okay. All the college coaches. So May 11th at 6 p.m. at Warren High School to be us, Warren, Inglewood, and Pasadena High. So the coaches will love to see that. Okay, May 11th. You said yeah, May 11th at Warren High School. I should make a note of that. That's yeah, something that I should 6 check out. Yeah, at 6 p.m. So it should be great. The last thing I have for you is looking ahead at the future. How long do you want to be here? What are your goals? Can you get to? I mean, top divisions is that something that, that's, that's on your mind that, that's probably my goal is to be here is just man when i leave here i want the school to be known to be like a be in the same conversation as the sarah's the alamanis the bosco's just i just want them to respect the school as a as a great academic institution but also the athletic is, is competitive and all athletics not just football i want this whole athletic department 
to be to be respected and be and, and I just want the competition for him. Like I think every sport can compete. Every sport can compete. Our basketball program is second to none. Mm-hmm. Won the won the first CIF championship in school history two years ago and fell sh- short to Bishop Diego in the semifinals who won our division by four and we was up by thirteen with all freshmen as on varsity. Whole team come back. So Coach Dante got a guy in the top fifty six and, and Tyrone Riley and Coach Dante's here right now. You know what I'm saying? So and that's my little brother. He's a great coach, man. He does a great, phenomenal job with those guys. He got those guys going. Those guys are already working. You know what I'm saying? They're working harder than our football players. When we start Monday, it's going to be hard for our guys, too. But just, man, just competition breeds champions, man. So, I mean, I, I, I want to be here for, for the long haul. I got a great admin. I got a great president, principal, and AD. So, we here. We in this together. You know what I'm saying? So, we trying to make it happen. So, I want to be here for the long haul. But I just want – I mean, man, I, I don't think it, it probably take a lot for me to leave at least a real big high school job at Trinity League or college. But other than that, I don't want to make any lateral moves, man. This is the place to be. All right. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth right there. <laughs> That's Devon Thomas, the head coach of PMA. Already doing an excellent job of establishing PMA football, and it's only going to get better with you with the helm. So, Devon, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you.